when you tell me to talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm Ginger Hendry. And today we have a special guest with us. Uh, Sherry Dworkin-Smith um, is joining us on the podcast to talk about one portion of her business that she does, which is she works with Oracle Angel Tarot Cards. So I'm going to let Sherry introduce herself, and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what that means. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Um, hi, I'm Sherry. I'm a certified psychic medium. And as Cassie said, I read um, angel cards, oracle cards, and also tarot cards. Um, I work as a psychic medium. And then I also um, do Akashic Records readings and healings as well. So lots of different stuff going on. Awesome. Awesome. So Ginger does Akashic Records also. And we had Ginger as like a guest on her own podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know, last month maybe to talk about the Akashic Records and Jerry and I, who both didn't know anything about it, were like, oh my God, that it's is so cool. Stuff. It's pretty funny. So, and I know we say this like every episode, but we talk about how like we totally forget that we are like recording for other people because it's just like us talking. So about us. When yeah. Ginger was talking, we're like, get out. Oh my God, that's so cool. And then of course we immediately um like booked sessions with her my husband even had a session with ginger for an akashic record reading so it was pretty fantastic fun. So, yeah, we're like it's amazing stuff. stuff yeah so we love that people are listening but this is really just about us um picking cherry's mind and learning <laughs> i'm happy to help <laughs> so, so sherry tell us about the cards that you use and you know you refer to th three different or you know oracle angel and tarot and I don't know, is it possible to give like a brief dis like about the differences between yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Cool. So I think tarot is the thing that most people are like more familiar with. Uh, tarot has been around for forever and Oracle cards really have been as well. But tarot is like a regular deck of cards that you would play poker with or something like that. Tarot is very set structure. So every tarot deck is gonna have the major arcana and the minor arcana they have they all have the hangman and the death card and the uh, the tower and they all have the same exact cards but the imagery is what's different based on the artist and the the author of the deck and what they were trying to convey so just like a regular deck of cards would have ace one two three in four you know hearts and clubs and all of that a tarot card deck is always going to have that same structure the oracle card deck they're very just vastly based on the author and the the illustrator the artist and you can have card decks with just beautiful imagery with fairies and butterflies um or you can have things that are more dark and and you know and skulls and some things like that but the oracle card decks they all have so many different cards you're not gonna see the same uh, you know, the same exact cards every time uh, in every deck. 
some decks are very, very clear where they have a yes card and a no card and other decks are, you know, not now, not for you, or, I mean, it's just, it's, they're all so completely different. And angel cards are in that same vein, but they are much more geared to the messages based around the archangels. So you have, you know, the archangel who's, um, you know, in charge of uh, Michael, Archangel Michael, everyone's familiar with where, you know, he's the protector and he keeps the safe and all of this. And then you have um, the archangel, uh, you know, for healing and, um, you know, all these different things. And so, um, so that's going to be more uh, focused around their messages and their strengths. And, but again, you beautiful imagery and, and the cards, the, the, the messages on the cards are going to be very, very different based on, you know, the author and the artist. So for me, I really like working with the Oracle cards the best. Um, I'll do, you know, people come to me with different things and they want different things. It's fine. But my preference is the Oracle cards when, when you're working with them, because I find them to be so incredibly clear when you're working with tarot cards, you get a lot of things like, well, if this card is next to this card and this card's next to this card, and if it's upside down or if it's turned, you know, sideways, then it, you know, it means different things. If it's next to this card, if it's in this position, it has a different meaning. And with um, the Oracle cards, you may have a meaning um, depending on how the author built the deck, if the card is upside down or not. We call that in alignment or in protection, um, depending on the author. And some decks don't have that at all. And, and, but there isn't that if it's next to it, it's just next to it. It's not like change the meaning just because it's, you know, in the first position or the third position. It's more like telling a story with an Oracle card. And I think that it's such a, a beautiful thing because when you're sitting with a client, they can read the card. Um, because a tarot card will say what the card is, if it's the tower or the hangman or whatever, but the Oracle card is going to say what the message is and people can read it. And so they yeah. already can start to put that together excuse me, put that together for themselves. And I think that makes the message so much more powerful because they're really able to, to grab hold of it and to understand it. It's not so mystical. I think tarot cards can be much more mystical. So is there a, I don't know if, the, if there's, if there's an easy answer to this question, is there like, you know, if somebody like who comes for a, a reading or is there like oh you need oracle cards you need tarot cards do, do you know what i'm saying you need yeah. sense? all everything you need all of it yeah that would be oh, me. i know i do me today <laughs> yeah. people will usually come to me mediumship they are not really we're not really looking so much with cards right. but with psychic work a lot of times people want the cards because it's something so tangible about it and i the way that i like to work because i really believe the cards the cards don't lie i mean they just don't and so when i'm working with someone in a psychic appointment we'll talk for a while and i'll tell them all the things that i want you know, that, that is being given to me that, you know, is their information. And then if there's still time, or if that's been requested, and we would make sure to make time that I'll lay out the cards. And really what I do is I just shuffle them and I let them pick them. And I tell them how many cards I want them to pick. And I put them down in the spread that I like to use, um, which is basically just like a tic-tac-toe board, like a grid of nine. And what's so fascinating is that every single time without fail, the cards that the sitter, the client has picked, 
are exactly the things that illustrate what we've just finished talking about. That's awesome. So, it's amazing because it really solidifies the information in their mind. Like, oh, maybe she's psychic, maybe she's not, maybe she's making it up. But you pick those cards, mm-hmm. and here it is in, in I want to say black and white, but in you know well, beautiful basically. color imagery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. there. It is. So I love that about the oracle cards because mm-hmm. it is so clear with that. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because Jerry. Uh, I'm sorry, Ginger, when you and I were in Costa Rica, our last trip, do you remember it? So Ginger and I a couple times have been to Costa Rica together to do a week long equine facilitated learning week. Oh, I'm jealous. Amazing. And on our last day of our last time that we went, we had taken the horses to swim in the river, which was an unbelievable experience in itself. But then at the end, we I think we picked cards at the beginning, but we picked we all picked cards and it was so cool to like um, get a card and they were Oracle. I think they were animal wisdom cards. They, or something. Yeah. They were Oracle cards. Yeah. But, which they is- didn't, but they didn't have, they just had pictures and we just psychically intuitively said, what does this mean? And I remember like, first of all, picking the card and being like, Oh my God, this is exactly the card that I needed. It's the message I needed. But I particularly remember like, we went around in a circle and we held up our card and we basically said, this is what this card means to me. And then we could read like the description in the book after if we wanted to. And it was so cool to like say what the card meant to me and then read the book. And there were like, I basically read the book psychically. It was really cool. Well, that's the whole point. I mean, the Oracle cards are just a tool. I and mean, when I was learning, um, so when it, all of this first came, I mean, this is something I've done my whole life, psychic mediumship, but, um, but not so much the cards. And when I really, you know, embraced this as I understood that this was my path and this is where I was going, you know, of course, the first things we do is we take classes with people who have, you know, been working in these things for longer. And one of the things that, uh, one of the, the my mentors had 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 us do was read ribbons, and she just had a cigar box that had little snips of ribbons of all different kinds. Like she went into Joanne's with like a weed whacker and just you know, and so there was like every kind of of ribbon texture and color and stripes and ginghams and all kinds of stuff, and you had to read the ribbons. Yeah. And so you would reach into the box and you pulled out three ribbons for the person you were sitting with, and you had to give them a reading based on the ribbons and what you intuited from that. And so really the cards are just that tool for us to tap into our own psychic intuition. So it doesn't have to have a, you know, a a message on it. It, you know, it is what you receive from it. So what about, I mean, tarot's pretty um, more structured, as you mentioned, than Oracle. So how are you using your intuition in tarot versus Oracle? Um, because until I, I mentioned I went to a high tea and tarot class, which was so much fun, a little workshop for a couple of hours. And I hadn't really realized that that was a difference. And so I've been really interested in it ever, ever since. Is your intuition more open and fluid in an Oracle card versus a tarot or... I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think so because um, I think the information just flows more. Um, this same mentor that I mentioned, she would take um, the tarot cards and rather than put them into a spread, she would just read the card for herself and put it down. And the sitter never saw the card. And I asked her about it and said, you know, why do you not show the people the card? And she says, well, what difference does it make? The information is coming to me for them. I'm just giving them the information. 
And so in that sense, she was using the tarot cards as oracle cards, but with an actual spread, the tarot cards each have a very specific meaning and it depends on what card they're next to and what position it's in and what kind of a spread that you're using. And so you're having, you know, if you get the hangman card, you know, you know that there's a specific thing that is going to be about that. Um, you know, and the death card is not death and the tower card is not, you know, you're falling off the world. It's these things are all about change and things that are, are, are ending chapters that are ending and chapters that are beginning, but the, the meaning is very, very specific and it shifts based on what cards that it's next to. Whereas I feel like with Oracle cards or angel cards, the message doesn't shift it's more about telling a story with Oracle cards in more of a, a literature or prose kind of a, a structure, whereas tarot cards are more like outline form. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? That makes sense. It does. I, I like how you said that too. Um, I, don't, I know um, what you had said, Sherry, about uh, how your mentor was not showing like what the cards, I actually have John Holland's, we all know John Holland, John Holland's Oracle cards. I don't know if y'all have his, but one of the things that John says is, yeah, you know what, go through, read the cards, read the book and then put the book away. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you're pulling them, use your psychic abilities. Absolutely. To what that card means as opposed to, you know, not that there's anything wrong with looking what the, what the write-up means because you know, no, the author has very specifically put the information in there that um, that is that they want you to have. And so yeah. recently I'm using, um, uh, you know, I used uh, during virtues cards for a long, long time and then felt the need to, to change that. And so recently I've been using um, a deck with Rebecca Campbell that I absolutely am in love with the energy of this deck. But what I teach my students is get a journal with every deck that you're going to have, take every single card, look at it, touch it, hold it, and read what it says on the card. And then look at the imagery and write every page. Every card should have a page in your journal and write what it is that you get in the top half of that page and then take the book in the second half of the page and write what the book says and oh. then go back with a highlighter and oh, grab out that. the things that you know that that jump out at you and blend the two together because oh, your intuition that. is not to be discounted in right. what you are receiving from the card even if it doesn't specifically say that in the book so that's awesome that's, that's awesome this is how i you know get to know and connect with every deck that i that i use is to be able to really like spend time with those things Very i love what you said too about how you had you know for a while you're using one deck and for a while i don't know about you guys but i definitely obviously we all have decks lying around all i have so many decks i, I do so many. i try not to do that. There's, there's times when you're like oh my god this is my deck yes and then all of a sudden you're like and you kind of gravitate to another deck for some reason. I wish I, I wish I actually had brought some of my decks up because um, they're fun. And I don't, Absolutely. I have a lot. I don't use a lot. It's kind of like my agendas. <laughs> well, and I think it's really important that you have, well, and I'm that way with journals, Kathy. I mean, I have a journal for everything. And I think that it's important that you separate. If you do this work, I think it's really important that you separate. Like these cards live on my desk. Okay. So this is my main office. It's not my reading room that I'm in, but this is my main office where I work. And when I do a weekly Oracle card reading on my Facebook page, I, this is the cards that I use. These live on my desk. 
Okay, but these are not my personal cards. Even though I love this deck, when I'm pulling cards for me, it's a different deck. And then when I'm in my reading room and I'm doing cards for clients in that environment, I have two decks that I use for that. That And so the energies stay separated because yeah. I want my cards to be for me. And yeah. these are more the global cards. I want them to speak to the, the greater collective so that being said for for any of you listeners who've been to a mystic store or i guess i don't even know what they're called but uh, a metaphysical metaphysical store, store you will see it's like it's like the world's funnest bookstores really absolutely <laughs> there are a lot of tarot card op or you know cards oracle angel tarot whatever and there's no right or wrong deck for anybody. It's really just energetically what you're drawn to, right? If, if someone's out there and they're like, I really want to see what this is like. like yeah, just, people are listening saying, I need to get the right deck. Yeah, there's no, no, there's there's no, no right thing. or wrong deck. There's no. what you're drawn to. Exactly. I like what you had said about, you know, this is your personal deck and this is whatever. Like, I think we all do you know, psychic fairs or wellness fairs or something. And I've gone and done, you know, wellness fairs where I have my table set up and I have cards and stuff like that. But my personal cards never go. Absolutely. Absolutely. They never go so that people are coming and picking them up and and whatever. Yeah. Well, and it is important that, you know, when you're doing those things, even after, you know, any of, you know, even just my regular cards of the week, you know, Oracle reading, that I'm the only one that's touching them. I still am am reshuffling and cleaning the cards after a reuse, you know, for sure. Yeah. But it is, it's really important that you have cards that speak to you. I mean, I literally, this deck came to me, um, I was in Virginia Beach at Edgar Casey's um, center, the ARE, and I went into the, they have a, you know, it's a whole wall, like a Hallmark store, right. you know, in this, and I'm it's like, candy store. It was, but this <laughs> deck just really, and everyone's like, oh, you should get an Edgar Casey deck, and I'm like, it wasn't speaking to me, but this deck just really pulled me in. And when I opened it and I have just absolutely fallen in love with these cards, they are so beautiful. Um, I think Rebecca Campbell and her artists, um, they just did a spectacular job. But, but I think it's important to have, to know a little bit, like we were talking about John Holland's decks. Um, I think it's really important to know a little bit about that person and their, their, the work that they do and being, you know, to know if that's in alignment with you. And so, and really that was where I had moved away from, um, you know, three or four Dorian Virtue decks that I had had for years because it was no longer in alignment. She, she has sort of moved away from the metaphysical world and it, that, that energy of that, those decks were no longer in alignment with the work that I wanted to do. So yeah. I think it's important that you have, uh, a little bit of you know you don't have to know their whole story but I think it's important to know a little bit about the person who's created the deck and what you know what they believe and what their intentions were in creating it right yeah so um tell me this Sherry when someone why why would someone book a session for a card reading like what what are you know we do animal communication mostly we understand why someone would go see a medium but why would like what are the things that come up for people that they go oh let me do this I think it's the same people that want to book a psychic appointment um, but it just adds that level of of ownership of tangibility to yeah. it um, you know it's like um, you know I, I, I 
I, I had one day where I was doing a reading with, with this woman and we, and we laid out the cards and she had picked them and I laid them out in exactly the order that she had picked them. And she looked at it as I was, you know, bringing in the information and it echoed everything we had just talked about. And something she said, which I don't remember now, but the imagery in my mind so vividly was the family feud board where the thing flips over and it's like, bing, and it was like, you know, number one answer. And I just was like, that imagery just continued to come to me. And it just makes me laugh because it was like that level of confirmation of, you know, somebody really being able to hold up that mirror to the, to the client to say, you can believe in this. You right. can really grab this and internalize it because so many times when people sit with a psychic, they want so desperately to believe, but they're not sure. And especially yeah, if they're especially telling if them they have their own agenda, especially if they have like what they want to exactly. hear you yeah. say. Exactly. Yeah, that comes up exactly. a lot for people. So, right, it's like the universe with <laughs> the universe with the cards when they pick the cards is going um. Here it is, in, you know, in black and white, it, you know, here it is. I mean, it's not black and white, literally, but here it is. Yeah. And, and I do, I have so many people who come to me and they're like, I've been to six psychics and they all told me the same thing and you're telling me something different. I'm like, I'm telling you what they're telling me. I don't believe yeah. in telling you what you want to hear because what is the point of that? You know, yeah. so here are the cards. You know, and there, what is that saying? Who are you going to believe me or your lion eyes? So yeah. here, here are your, you know, here are your, use your eyeballs. There they are. So, um, and so I think your it, clients pick the cards. Correct. Yes. I will shuffle the cards yeah. and I, I literally fan them out on the table and I just say, um, and now I'm very particular about how I do it. I really believe uh, about how energy flows into our, you know, out to, from our dominant hand and in from our, to our receiving hand. And so I ask them and I'll just spread them out along the table and I ask them to use their non-dominant hand. So I'm lefty. So for me, it's my right hand and to just feel along the cards and to pick out any nine that they want, but I put them in a very specific order. So when they um, pick it, they put the next one on top and the next one on top. So we end up with a little stack of nine that they have picked. I have shuffled right. and then I didn't make, I haven't touched anything. And then I pick up that stack of nine and I flip it over face up. And that bottom card is the first card that they pick. And I lay them out in exactly the order that they picked them in. So their energy went in there and their energy picked those cards as I they love were guiding. It's such an important piece of what you said before is it's like, it's there, they're doing this, they're, you know, it's that tangible uh, kind of piece for them that I, that I love. Um, it makes the reading so much stronger, especially yeah. if you have people who come in more closed. You know, sometimes you have people who are like, I'm open, take me, read me, do it. You know? And then especially you have other people who are like, you know, have that kind of prove it to me attitude about it. Like, show me what you got, psychic lady. And We've to be never able had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. No, no. Yeah. And I love the people who come in with their code words. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. I, I just, I, you know, I don't. But inevitably, you yeah. know, yeah. especially when you start to bring the cards into play, I'm like, go ahead, pick some cards. And, you know, and there it is. You know, it never fails. The cards are unbelievable. And even for my own readings where I've done things, I'm like, yeah, I don't like that information because we're human. We have, you know, yeah. we, we can look at that too. And you shuffle and you do it again. It's like, fine, <laughs> I, I get it because the cards don't lie. Now, yeah. let me ask you, when you, we talked about Oracle cards and you said when we're doing the reading that it depends on where they land, what card might be next to them. 
when you're doing this spread, how are you reading the cards? Is it the same if this card's next to that or is it individually? It, it is to a point. Um, it is to a point. Um, in an oracle card, I really um, tend to use either just three cards or I'll use the Celtic cross, which I think is just easier and it's something like most people are familiar with and you know it's in all books. Um, so if I'm doing tarot cards, when I'm doing an oracle card reading for a client, I actually use two different decks. I use an oracle card deck, which um, is has lots of different imagery. And then I actually use an angel oracle deck, which has the archangels. And I will use the archangel first and I have them pick three cards and for me it has those are sort of like the chapter headings and they also line up in that past present future um, but there are a few other things that are that I tie in there you know what is what is my strength what's in my heart what do I what is the thing I need to work on and then the nine that they pick from a totally separate deck they I lay those out in the um, three, three, and three, right underneath the first um, oracle cards. And so I lay those out. And then, so to a point, those have the vertical lines that also do past, present, and future. And then you have your, your home and family, your um, work life, your romantic life, things like that. And then we do look at how the cards go on diagonal lines. And also the card in the middle, for me, is the card that touches, of those nine, that touches all the cards. So everything comes back to that card. And, and then as you would in a tarot reading, you know, often there's that last card on the bottom corner that's like, okay, this is the thing that's, you know, coming up or that you need to work on or be aware of for the future. So there is for me very much a structure, but just as easily can do like a five card reading that says, okay, this is what's going on for you this week. And just to be like, as it tells a story, first this is, the, you know, be aware of this and then this and, and it just to tell a story. So it really depends on how it, much time we have and how much, like how de deep we want to go. So if I have someone that books me specifically for cards, we're going to spend 30 minutes in that and really dive in to those cards. And then we're going to pull in, you know, psychically other information. Whereas if you've come to me for a psychic reading, we're going to start with the psychic stuff and then we're going to pull maybe five cards or six cards just to kind of round it out. So it really just depends, but yes, the, what in that nine, um, in that nine card spread, it really does have, um, when the cards are next to each other, it's telling the story. It's not, but the meaning doesn't change, which is the thing about tarot cards. When you have this card next to this card, it changes the meaning. You know, if you have the tower card next to the hangman card, that's going to change the meaning than if the hangman card was next to, you know, the uh, ace of pentacles or, you know, so it changes the meaning. Whereas in the Oracle cards, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, so it does. Do people come to you like, okay, I would imagine that some people come to you like for a reading just in general. But do some people come to you because they're like with a specific issue, yes. you know, like, do I take this job or, yes. you know, that kind of yes. thing. So is yes. it a, a different reading or is it the same thing you're going to do? Uh, very often it's the same thing because people don't always understand that everything is connected. So whether you're going to, if you do have the question that says, should I take this job or not, that is connected with everything else that's going on in your life that brought that job to you in the first place. So it's not a simple, you know, answer to be able to say, yes, take the job. 
you know, because it's like the ripples on the water. Everything affects everything else. So what else is going on in your life that would be affected if you took the job or how did that job come to you in the first place? And is that going to be a good path for you? So it's, it's never just that simple, you know, but, and people don't always realize that. So yeah, they come to me with one question. They're like, I just want to know this. I'm like, okay. And they well, walk out like, whoa. Yeah, let's look at all this other stuff that has to, you know, that shapes that. So yeah, that uh, pretty cool. And you know, and so does it follow kind of the same precepts of uh, it's all like you said, like when I do readings, when I do either intuitive coaching or animal communication readings, I I do the um, may all the information I receive be for the greatest and highest good of all. And some people may come and say, do I take the job or not take the job? Maybe it's that they really want to take the job. If the answer is no, it's when it's for the greatest and highest good of all, it doesn't always mean you get what you want. And people struggle with that. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I always just start with a prayer and and a blessing. And and for me, I always start with permission. So Mm -hmm. I will, you know, do a a prayer for me to be connected with my folks. And then I ask permission to be connected to your folks. And then we can go from there. So it, it is always asking for the information to be brought forward for that person's highest good, Mm -hmm. even when the answer is no. So, um, you know, I had a woman just recently who came and she was, um, she wanted to know if the, you know, if her partner was, was being unfaithful. Um, and, um, I'm so sorry. I, my yard guys are now here. So don't let it bother you. They cannot pick a day for the last month. So I really (laughs) thought we were home free today. Well, at this point, you're lucky you're getting it done because (laughs) I know. Exactly. So I'm happy to support the small business. Let them up. So, you know, she came to me and she asked me, um, you know, is he, is he, is there infidelity there? And I was able to give her information, but immediately she wanted to know into his energy and into the other woman's energy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Can't go there, right? No, ethically, like I'll talk to you about you and, you know, as he relates to you, but you know, we're not the the detectives in the Snoop show and, you know, and so there is um, information that you always want to make sure that it is for that person's highest and best good. But that doesn't always mean that it, it's that they're going to hear what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, I think we get that too. I've had people before say like, Oh, well, what does he say about her or what is, how does it? And I'm like, I, I cannot connect with her or him. I do not have permission to connect um, mm-hmm. with that, with that other person. No, ethically, um, I mean, if he's not a spouse, a parent or a child, you know, yeah. or sibling, I, I'm not going into that energy because that's not, yeah, you know, not your place. Let me ask you a quick question. It's funny because sometimes I don't know why this came up, but like we always say, or we don't always say, but we often say when you give a reading, you get a reading. Do you often get, oh geez, that was for me too. Kind of, you know what I mean? When you're doing I do. it? I, I mean, I, I do. I, and I think especially because, um, you know, this last several months has been a period of great transition for me personally, that there have been little nuggets that have been coming through like, all right, I hear you. I, I get that, that, that has, you know, I look at it like the front and the back. So the front of the reading is for the, the client and then the back of it, you know, is like, oh, yeah, I see that little mirror right there. So yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> 
but you know, they say that, you know, the, if you want to learn something, you know, there's no better way to learn something really wholeheartedly, but then to teach it. So um, I think that everything that we do in the metaphysical world and really in our lives is, has that mirror to it if we're willing to pay attention to it. And yeah. it's not always stuff that we want to hear either. Uh, no, it definitely isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taught. So you talk about um, when someone comes and they sit in front of you and you spread the cards out and they pick the cards, because we have a national, dare I say, someday an international audience of listeners. <laughs> you have an international audience. I've got somebody in London listening to oh, us. Okay, cool. Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> Do you do card readings over, like virtually over, like either over the phone or over video or is Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Oh, cool. Okay. Absolutely. I do. I do a lot of that over the phone. And for me, the, okay, so there is a different, a little different technique now because I'm not, you know, the person is now not able to, to pick the cards. So how we pick the cards, it's a little bit different um, because I really want to make sure that that energy is, is theirs. And so we have this um, where I'll shuffle the cards and I'll say, just tell me when to stop. And then we stop. And then we'll start to do this dividing thing with the deck and say, okay, I'm going to divide the deck in half. Do you want left side or right side? And then we just kind of keep dividing it and let them pick out. So they're still controlling which Perfect. cards we end up. Oh, that's at. awesome. That's cool. Very I never cool. thought of it that way. Very that's cool. cool. Um, let me ask you a question. Like, I know you're saying, you know, so, you know, so you started out as a psychic medium. When did the cards come in? Were they in there? I know you said the ribbons and I, and I get that because when I was doing um, my shamanic shaman school, um, we would, you know, read eggs, read stones, read like, whatever so when did the cards come in for you or how did the cards so so i always this is something that i always had when i remember being a little a little kid and things would fly around my room and my toys would talk to me and we would play and there were the people with you know the angel people or the 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 spirit people would come and so there was always around and then in my teen years it got to be a bit overwhelming and and it was very overwhelming and I shut it all off for a while um, and as an adult when I was ready to bring this back into my awareness and really embrace this as, as or even just to start exploring it as part of my life um, the first thing that I felt very just compelled I mean literally compelled to do was to go buy a deck of tarot cards and I remember sitting in my house and my husband's like what's going on you seem really like you're thinking hard about something I'm like I'm going to the store I'll be back and I went down the hill to the Barnes and Noble and and I was just you know and I didn't even know Barnes and Noble carried tarot cards and they had a couple different kinds of deck and I'm like that one and and that was it but when I held them in my hand it was like hello, old friend. I mean, I just knew how to do it. And I know I've been a mystic and a shaman and, and things in other lives, and I've explored that part. So I know that I have that in my in my DNA and my karma and all of that. So when I held these cards in my hands, I knew how to do it the way I know how to tie my shoes. I just knew. Awesome. But it was over the time, and I, as I continued to explore, I'm like, what's an oracle card? What's an angel card? Wait a minute, there's more than, you know. And I really, you know, enjoyed that journey so much and really found my home in the Oracle cards. Awesome. That's so cool. Awesome. And it's awesome. so cool when something speaks to you to that extent that it's, it's like just this, oh, there it is. It was so uncomfortable. Like I had to put them in my hands that minute 
it was, you know, you just get this ache. Like I literally had to get up off the couch, drive into the store. I mean, and it's not far, but I just, it was, and once I held them on my hand, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like it was just, (laughs) you know, so when, when the universe is really pushing you that hard, we do very well to listen because when we don't listen to those little niggles and nudges of the universe, then we really get, you know, they get stronger. And then we get into that, you know, that part where I think I've said this to Kathy before the cosmic bitch slap. And so yeah. when you really are not paying attention, Jerry um, <laughs> yeah. may take that. She always says the, the two by four to the head, but the, the cosmic bitch head. slap is. Yeah. No, I like that better. The cosmic, the cosmic slap. bitch slap. Because when we yes. don't listen, we get those little nudges and then the push and the little tap and a little shove and a little shove. And then you're like, you're still not getting it. So I really understood in that moment that I needed to go right then. And it was really a, a turn, turned out to be a turning point that really set me on, you know, this whole path, um, you know, really more, much more solidly than I be curious and remember things that happened in my childhood it was like no you will do this now i was like oh, <laughs> yeah. do like that got it cool <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome well and i feel like here we are um what is it very middle of march and i feel like the universe the entire world is getting a big old cosmic bitch slap right oh yeah now. absolutely <laughs> mother earth has had enough of our ball and it is one of those like i've been giving you little whatever no one's listening here you go That's <clears> exactly right down. That's um, exactly right. Cool. which is which is why it's important to be cautious and and protect ourselves and all of those things but not to be afraid right not to yeah. be afraid because yeah. this absolutely is mother nature like reclaiming you know, absolutely. Or, you know, st- planting her flag again. I mean, yeah, this is my plan. Get, so. Let's get things back under control here. Yeah. yeah. Um, or let you all figure out that you have no control. So, <laughs> or <laughs> that you have enough. We or have that enough. you have enough. Facing absolutely. more and more and more forever. And we don't need more. We have enough. No, we have so. enough. Yeah. And, and, you know, that understanding, Ginger, that there will be enough. Yeah. There will always be enough. You know, I'm looking at, you know, my husband and I, we both work for ourselves and he got, you know, sent home early off of the show. And so they're going to pay him, you know, for what he worked and not the rest, which, you know, changes my little mental fiscal map. And, you know, we don't know when, you know, he's going to go back to work and all of those things. But I, I don't, I know it's okay because in the 25 years that we've been together, it's always been okay. It's not always been easy, but it's there's always been enough and the universe will always provide and it will be okay if you can lean into that and allow for that. And I think that's really one of the reasons why the Oracle cards are so, that clarity is so important because it really lets people lean into what they're seeing and really trust it in a way that, you know, when it's just that intangible, can I trust the universe? It's so hard for people to do that. I mean, even for us, I mean, you know, it may not have been a thing you woke up with one day and go, oh, I'm trusting the universe with everything. We really, ha- it takes time to like get that, prove it and build that relationship. And so, you know, it will be okay. This is a scary, crazy time. I mean, whoever thought we'd be living through a global pandemic, but yeah, yeah whoever thought okay. we'd all be stuck in our, our own houses and, and washing our hands to the point of, chaffing oh my gosh I gotta tell you yeah like to me that is the universe is in divine order and I keep Mm -hmm. telling myself you know what it always has so I love that you said that Sherry it always has it's always worked out it's always worked out it always has so so that's what I keep you know I'm and I am having to remind myself lately because there's been some stress yeah, you know, yeah. Jerry, I think. <laughs> you have stress, Jerry? 
you know, there's been a little stress lately, you know, and the rest of my kids trying to figure out, are they, you know, having school? Are they not having school? Are they moving out of their dorms? Are they not moving out of their dorms? Are we really all living under one roof together? Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to be able to make it to my appointment, you know, tomorrow? Am I not? But, 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 but again, stressing out like, oh my God, what if it gets canceled? What if it gets canceled? Well, if it gets canceled, that's divine order too. And there's a reason. Yeah it gets canceled. It goes back to, I was supposed to be with you guys in Fort Myers. Right. That's right. 24 hours to get there and couldn't get there. And finally I was just like, you know what? Universe is in divine order. And there is a reason that I am getting, and I was getting a cosmic bitch slap. You know, that's going to be like every other word. And then I look at that too. And it took me a long time to get to this, you know, and full disclosure, it took me, you know, to build that trust. But I really, I look at it when that is happening that way, Jerry, clearly you are being saved or or protected from something. (laughs) And we get those things where it's like, I want to go here. And why are you not letting me go here? And the universe is like, no, 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 you're, trust me, you're just not going there. And it's so much easier if you can really trust and be like, well, I know you must be protecting me from something. So and you know what, whatever it is, because after that, Kathy and I had a conversation because I was trying so hard to freaking know you knew, Jerry, she knew that morning knew. And, it, and, and I even wrote a blog post about it after it was like throughout the day I was going la, 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 as like the universe is hitting me over and over and over and over again. And I literally was just, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. And finally, finally, <laughs> when we, like, when we, but when we, the faster we can get to the finally, finally, the I know it's it amazing. It just dissipates like, all of oh. a sudden. The traffic breaks, the the universe, all that log jam in front of you. It's like, uh, you know, we live here in Orlando, and so we can, you know, ride those rides where you go through, and it looks like you're going to hit the wall, and all of a sudden it separates, and you go through, and like that's it. When you can just be like, okay, I I I get I get it. You're trying to do something. I'm gonna let you do it. And all of a sudden the walls part, and you yeah. can go through. So. And and if you look at it in that way, as opposed to because human nature is for us to say. You know, why is God's spirit universe punishing me? Why is God's spirit universe not allowing me to get to Fort Myers? Why is God's spirit universe not allowing me to have this great weekend with, with friends? Instead, okay, God's spirit universe is protecting me from something right here. And I need to back off and listen. Well, and we think about it, you know, exactly what you said is why is this happening to me? But it isn't mm-hmm. happening to me. It's happening for me. Right. So the yeah. universe is doing whatever it's doing for me, for my yeah. highest good and for my benefit. And when we can really shift what we're thinking about, why is this happening to me? Why is it always happening to me? It's not yeah. to me. It's for me. For and it me. really changes how we have that relationship. Super powerful. Super powerful. Yeah. So, um, Sherry, we end our show with questions for you stolen from for the most part from inside the actor studio and rest in peace james lipton who died a couple That's a of great place to steal from yeah. Um, yeah it's one of my favorite shows ever only only good with him as the host so anyway yeah. um but the first question actually is not this the first question we i stole from another podcast that i loved um so Tell us what your religious or spiritual upbringing was. I will tell you, um, you know, Alan Alda has a spectacular podcast called Clear and Vivid, and he ends his with the same eight questions, and it's just brilliant. So um, I'm Jewish. I was born and raised Jewish. Um, I'm a Reformed Jew. I have uh, always 
you know, been very active and connected in my religion, um, belong to a temple. I'm actually the membership coordinator for my synagogue, and I, I really love being, um, this is very much a part of who I am. Very cool. Very cool. Um, if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? You know, I really thought about that a lot because, you know, we, we get so judgmental of ourselves. And I really thought about that, about the answer I wanted to give, you know, would that be, is that an okay answer? And I was like, well, you know, the heck with it. It's my answer. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, Kathy knows that um, I very recently um, had the passing of the man that I know in this life to be my twin flame. And um, we had not spoken for, for many months before he passed. And um, he was not someone who believed in any of this. And he was not, uh, I'm so sorry, it's blowing the, the pollen off the yard time. Um, but he was not, I'm, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Uh, you can literally cannot see my grass. But he was a physicist and he was not somebody who believed in any of this stuff. He allowed me to feed it to him. He you know, took what he could, but it was not somebody that believed in any of this. And now for him to be on the other side and, and Kathy was one of the first people that he came through to. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, so I, now that you mentioned it, I forgot that we did a reading so, together. And he's so grateful for that. Yeah. And, and he's been able to come through you know, several times. But my list of questions is like a mile long that I really would like that would be the thing is I would love now that you know, now that you're in spirit and now that you can see the other side, now let's talk. You yeah. know? And so Sherry, that really I would just be have to say my entire body just went goosebumps on goosebumps with that because I have no doubt that he, wherever he is, it's not up. I know it's not up there, but he is like, tell me when you want to get to get like he, you know, he, it's you, especially with the work you do, have the ability to almost sit down to dinner with him and know that he's there and have that conversation with him. But it is, it would be fascinating for someone who did not believe and who was brought up, no doubt, to believe in the concrete, if you can't prove it, it isn't true. Yeah, what does that look like on the other side? The irony was, is that, you know, we would talk about the multiverse theory and, and, you know, all of those and the quantum physics because he was a physicist. And so we would talk about the quantum physics, but the metaphysics was where he just couldn't, yeah. you know, take that leap. And, and I would giggle because he would say about manipulating energy is, 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 you know, scary. And I thought, you're a physicist. You do that for a living. That's literally what you do. So, so he's working on it. I think that in our, um, uh, I think in our, um, it takes a moment for our soul to learn how to communicate back with the living. So he's working on it. So I, I hopefully we'll have that opportunity soon. Awesome. And then the other question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? That's so easy question. I think about that every single day. Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's awesome. That how is beautiful. All. I just want to know that I made a difference in some way. It doesn't have to be a huge way, but that I made a difference in some way to make the world a better place because I had the opportunity to live in. How beautiful. That's awesome. And what, what a great way to end the show on that note. That's really, really special. Thank you. Um, all right. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, thank you for having me. This has been great because I don't think that there's very few listeners that probably haven't 
um, or don't have some knowledge or understanding what tarot and oracle are, but not to any, um, not to any degree. So this was great. Yeah. So um, just a reminder for all of you guys listening, we are the Psychic Wives. You can find us our website, thepsychicwives.com. We are on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Psychic Wives. Subscribe, tell your friends, share us on Facebook. We're at The Psychic Wives on Facebook also. Um, Sherry's information will be on our website. Her, her website will be listed on our website so that um, you can check out more about her. And she is offering a 10% discount on a reading just mention the psychic wives when you're scheduling it and um you'll get that discount for a future reading sherry thank you again so much for joining us i think i said all the important www.thepsychicwives.com <laughs> thank you so much for having me yeah that was awesome and uh thanks everybody for listening and we will uh we'll see you next time bye bye